ATX Ahead, presented by the Austin Business Journal, exploring the future of Austin and the challenges we face. Brought to you by Cascadia Capital, the investment bank of choice for business leaders, the business litigation law firm of Kane and Scarnulis, and by Trimbuilt Construction, building Austin since 1984. How often have you heard of a family member, friend, or colleague heading to Houston or Dallas for medical care? Maybe they have cancer and are being treated at MD Anderson, or they could be seeing a cardiologist at UT Southwestern. Austin, now the 10th largest city in the U.S., has a relatively robust and growing healthcare system. But owing to its rapid growth and status as the smallest of Texas's four major metros, it lacks the world-class facilities and researchers found in the bigger cities. There's a new effort to change all that. This is Will Anderson, and today's episode of the ATX Ahead podcast examines plans for the University of Texas at Austin Medical Center, where the defunct Irwin Center Basketball Arena now stands in downtown Austin. Two new hospital towers are planned, one for a new MD Anderson Cancer Center, and the other for a UT Austin Specialty Hospital, according to plans revealed in August. The goal, according to the University of Texas system, is to, quote, cement Austin as a premier destination for healthcare alongside other major Texas cities. That's an ambitious goal, but it has the attention of some of the most influential figures in Austin. From UT President Jay Hartzell, to Governor Greg Abbott, to UT System Chancellor James B. Milliken. Here's what Milliken had to say about the effort. We have now taken the number one cancer center in the world for many years in Houston, and it will now be available in Austin and in Central Texas. So this will be an MD Anderson staffed run institution just like their institution in Houston, which will offer the world-class, the best cancer care, the best cancer research and prevention in another large population center in Texas. So that's number one. Number two, and something that I'm tremendously excited about, is the partnership with UT Austin. UT Anderson is the best place in cancer, but it doesn't have engineering. It doesn't have computer science and artificial intelligence and physical sciences and computational science. The combination of their work with world-class faculty in these areas that Austin is so good at, it really provides a tremendous opportunity that doesn't exist for them in Houston. So I'm looking at this this is one plus one equals three or four or five in Austin. ABJ spoke at length with Hartzell and Dell Medical School Dean Claudia Lucanetti about what to expect at the Medical Center, which should break ground in 2026 and could open by the end of the decade. President Hartzell, Dean Lucanetti, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for having us, Will. Thank you. Now, we've heard a lot about the forthcoming University of Texas at Austin Medical Center. We know about the initial plans for the two new hospital towers just to the north and east of the existing Dell Medical School buildings. We know about 4,000 to 5,000 jobs expected and the estimated $2.5 billion price tag, but the numbers don't tell the whole story. What should we expect to see as this new medical center opens in 2030? Paint a picture for me of the kinds of education, research, and commerce that will be happening there. Well, as a physician myself, I think it's important to think about this in the context of what it means for our patients and their families. And it means that you really no longer need to travel to other parts of Texas or other states to receive world-class and cutting-edge care where you need it. 
I think as Chancellor Milliken noted, UT Austin will lead a specialty care hospital offering advanced treatments for those kind of serious and complex medical conditions. And the Anderson's going to lead a hospital offering best-in-class cancer care and treatment. So I think this investment represents really a truly dynamic partnership that provides access to a level of care that has historically been difficult to find in Austin. And when we look at the out-migration of patients to get this care to other cities, it's often in the areas of cancer, in cardiovascular disease, in complex neurosciences and neurological diseases. And that's because it really requires a team approach of different disciplines to be able to deliver that kind of care. And so we're excited about really further advancing those efforts and believe that not only the building of these two hospitals, but expanding our subspecialty clinical care services are going to have a major impact here in the city for our patients and across the state, actually. Just building on what the dean said, through a finance professor's lens, you think about the impact on the economy, I think it's going to be uh, enormous. And you know, we know nationally that Healthcare is in the range of 20% of GDP. So it's a huge segment of economies. And a lot of the really complex, hard cases, as Claudia mentioned, been exported somewhere else. So to have those patients be able to be served here, I think is going to make a big impact, um, not only on their care and the quality of services, but also just on the kind of talent that will come into Austin for this. And we've been part of that. We've attracted, I think, over 450 physicians to Austin already. That is going to just accelerate. And as we get the the human talent here in advance of the physical facilities where much of this work will be done. So I think you'll see more and more talent coming to Austin. A lot of the people moving to Austin from California, for example, are looking for world-class care that they've been used to receiving. And so uh, another part of the story is, is just the feedback loop of more and more people moving into the region and the ability to have this kind of care available. More broadly, I think Austin and Texas have a chance to be really that kind of fourth big destination from a life science, healthcare, innovation, technology space. And you think about you know Cambridge and Northern California, Southern California, there's a kind of a fight out there for who's next. And if you look at the strength we have in the venture community, the capital providers that are in Austin, and then combine it with the technical expertise in engineering, computing, data science, how important those areas are for healthcare. And I think there's a chance that you really see uh, this next big innovation leap in Austin uh, around the health and life sciences. Uh, Dean Lucanetti, you had some very interesting points on patient care that I'd like to come back to, but President Hartzell, you were kind of speaking there about kind of placemaking and an ecosystem. And I think that's a interesting facet of this new medical center, because we know there's already Dell Medical School, some of that infrastructure there. My colleague at Houston Business Journal, Jishnu Nair, he interviewed uh, Peter Pisters, the president at MD Anderson Cancer Center, which is obviously another major partner in this endeavor. And he had compared plans for UTMC in Austin with kind of the growth of Houston's Texas Medical Center, which is the largest medical complex in the world. Do you think that's a fair comparison down the line? I mean, certainly in terms of scale and reach, and Claudia can chime in too, but I think Part of what actually I think is also different, which is important, is as phenomenal as the Houston Medical Center is, it doesn't have the Cochrane School of Engineering. It doesn't have one of the top 10 computer science departments in the world. It doesn't have the Odin Institute, which we run, which is the number one in computational science in the country. And so I think we have a chance over time to build that kind of medical center, but I think it's going to be done with a different flavor or twist to it, which will be more in the sort of modern vein of data and AI and robotics and technical innovation. 
I also think uh, we'll have more of a bent toward producing startups and company formation. As strong as Dallas and Houston have been around innovation, a lot of that has tended to be licensed for lots of good reasons. And not that that's not a good thing to do, but I think presence in Austin, given the entrepreneurial ecosystem here, I think we'll have more of a bent toward uh, finding ways to start companies out of the out of the effort. And I would add, we're really in a period of major disruption in medicine, as we heard from AI, computational medicine, to new cutting-edge treatments and therapeutics. This also extends to patients getting care at home, beyond the hospitals and clinics. And when we think about building this hospital, we really have a lens toward the future and, and integrating it within this ecosystem. So what does that mean? It really means building a healthcare ecosystem that is connected, data-driven, technology-enabled, providing that seamless care experience for our patients and their families. And being able to do that side by side with the university and the city and that convergence of assets, I think is an unprecedented opportunity here, unique here, and is one that we hope and intend to really drive toward the future to realize that impact we talk about regarding healthcare and healthcare transformation. Right, kind of putting an Austin spin on the idea of a medical center. Great points around the startup entrepreneurial ecosystem. And I think it speaks to, again, what Austin might do a little differently and what it can learn from those experiences. I mean, what lessons can you derive from the 20, 30 years of building something like Texas Medical Center? And then with a partner like MD Anderson, applying those lessons to a new medical center in a very urban location in the 10th largest city in the US, Austin. And I think if we do it right, Will, it'll be complimentary to Dallas and Houston. The problems of healthcare are so large and the opportunities are so big. Uh, we want to make a big impact and we want to do it in a way that takes advantage of the incredible strengths in places like Dallas and Houston and San Antonio. And you know, the MD Anderson partnership is one piece of that, but we'll find other ways to work and complement with UT Southwestern and UT Health Sciences in San Antonio. There's going to be a lot of ways to, to draw upon the strengths in the region. And I think, it, again, to me, positions Texas as competitive with California, Massachusetts as that destination for innovation and discovery and better care. You're hearing that collaboration is really another major theme here. And when you think about particularly with the partnerships with our colleagues across the UT campus, we have just phenomenal schools of nursing, pharmacy, social work, engineering, as you heard, natural sciences, and all those contribute both to the practice clinical delivery arm, but then that research and education innovation environment, as well as workforce pipeline and development going forward, which is a major issue that faces medicine and healthcare today. So we really have so many of these component parts and I'm just excited about moving this forward. Yeah, fantastic points. I know there's companies in Austin like Diligent Robotics that builds the Moxie, you know, digital assistant to help out with nursing. And I think people are excited that idea of a cross-disciplinary focus on engineering, science, health, all those things you named. So speaking of that, let me seg uh, President Hartzell into something, let's go deeper into something you talked about, which is opportunities for business to get involved. When this whole thing was announced in August, there was a quote from you talking about, you know, building an academic medical center that is, quote, linked to a top research university that's driven by innovations in technology, digital health, data science, artificial intelligence, robotics. You've touched on some of those things, but can you give us any concrete examples, starting with you, President Hartzell, on how businesses should be looking to get involved in something like this. Yeah, thank you. Um, and a few things. So one that's been very tangible, we ran our first life sciences summit last March. Jim Breyer, who's one of those great legendary venture capitalists who's moved to Austin, co-hosted with us in our endowment, Utemco. We're going to run the second version of that. And the, the list of people coming is already phenomenal. So 
we're trying to put out sort of this beacon of Austin as a place where people can come and talk about where health and life sciences are going from a, a technology-enabled standpoint. And then the other part that we're really excited about going forward is companies that are looking to perhaps relocate here or expand into this market. Uh, we want everybody to know we're open for business. And so we have a big push to use our real estate assets as a tool to help companies who want to be here, be near the academic medical center, be near our faculty, be near our grad students. And I think there's an opportunity not only around where the hospitals are going to be in the short run, but also what we might be able to do at our Pickle Research Campus out by the domain in Austin. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, we've gone out and looked at, for example, the Stanford Research Park, and we're just a few decades behind where they are in that evolution. But we have a chance to have the same kind of thing here, but with a particular bent toward health and the life sciences. I've heard rumblings of, you know, redevelopment or at least serious changes for Pickle too for the in North Austin. That's a whole other podcast. I feel like it's kind of. <laughs> I'll come back, Will. Exactly. And Dean Lucanetti, sorry, was there anything you wanted to add to on that? I mean, I think the economic perspective and the burgeoning startup and life science innovation district is a major component. And I think, again, I'll bring it back also to just that really biggest impact is the impact we're going to have on the human experience we see across the community and beyond. And that it's not just going to be providing access to the privileged few, but that we really have a commitment that extends across partners who are committed to, you know, ensuring that we build a healthcare facility that offers impact beyond the four walls and extends wellness into our community. And so what that's going to look like and how we approach that, there's phenomenal foundations in place. Uh, we've attracted over 450 physicians already to the region. We continue to educate and build and we partner across this ecosystem to really deliver across the board on how we not only treat disease, but how we will attempt to continue to work on preserving health. Let me focus on that, Dean Lucanetti, because you've stressed the importance of patient-centered care. And by the way, when you talk about bringing in those 450 or so, is that just for Dell Medical School since it's yeah, but I've been brought in and through both expansion. We've seen a significant expansion in our general medical education and residency programs. When you expand those programs, those are done in collaboration with Ascension Seton. But importantly, these are sponsored through the medical school. And those residents who actually train, they often stay within the communities within which they do their practices. So that's important. We've also, I refer to chapter one, I'm the second dean. So in chapter one, there's been just remarkable work to attract top talent from across the country, from top institutions, whether it's the Chuck Frazier's of the world who are delivering, you know, best in class pediatric cardiac transplant and surgical care, whether it's Kevin Bosick, the president of American Association of Orthopedics, whether it's Dr. Jane Edmond, the president of American Association of Ophthalmology, whether it's George McCones, who leads the American Association of Obstetrics and Gynecology, all of these are here. These are phenomenal leaders who came and saw what was possible here and began building it. And now we have this infusion of additional resources and focus and energy and really aligned with President Hartzell's strategic plan overall to accelerate this effort. And that's the exciting part about where we stand today, just the convergence of all these great things happening. ATX Ahead, presented by Cascadia Capital the investment bank of choice for business leaders, providing trusted financial advisory services to entrepreneurs, family business owners, and financial sponsors for more than 20 years. The business litigation law firm of Kane & Scarnulis PLLC 
handling high-profile, high-stakes, and mission-critical matters for you and your business. Learn more at cstrial.com. And by Trim Built Construction, building Austin since 1984. Visit us at trimbuilt.com or call 512-689-7881. Let's start the conversation about your project. Dell Medical School obviously was a game changer for Austin, for healthcare, for the economy. And I think we're coming in on 10 years. Yeah. And that was just Dell Medical School. And I, I heard offhand a comment the other day about the UTMC taking that to the next level. So Dell Medical School noted for bringing in the entrepreneurs, bringing in medical device folks. And how do you take that then to the really the next level? Well, actually, I don't think it's a Dell Medical School alone thing. It's the University of Texas at Austin and the opportunity to have a medical school here to bring medicine in to catalyze across the tremendous assets of this university where already phenomenal work has been occurring in the healthcare health space. But nevertheless, it's that synergy and recognition that it's not a Dell Medical School alone activity. And I'll, I'll turn it over really to, to President Hartzell to elaborate on that. But I see it as our chance to bring a pipeline of the physicians and the workforce that can help drive some of that, as well as expand that translational research environment where a lot of the work on human-related research, translational research that moves from the discovery space, which is so phenomenal here, but into the applied space. And that's across the board, a priority of mine. It's where I spent a lot of my efforts in my years at Mayo Clinic, leading clinical translational research, not only in my own lab, but as a dean there. And so just excited about really harnessing that here and being intentional about the areas where we really think we can accelerate uh, both with a leapfrog approach in innovation, um, grounded in the assets and expertise and collaborations that are here within the university and the city. Yeah, maybe we'll just one example of what Dean Lucanetti is talking about, which ties together some of these themes. You know, we've been working hard to encourage even more startups to come out of the university uh, that are you know faculty led, where they've got a professor has an idea and might be something that can go out and and as you like to say, change the world. And so we've been putting renewed emphasis on that. And we've made now four equity investments as a university into companies that are founded and started by our faculty. And one of them is a company called ClearCam. And it's a device that uh, to do surgery, it's a, if you put a scope into the body, there's a way to now clean the front of the scope. I've called it the squeegee company, which is not really fair to the how complicated and hard it is. It's a combination of engineering faculty from the Cockrell School with Del Med faculty. And then you get this feedback of the clinicians can help explain the problems they face when they're trying to care for patients, and then working more closely and interrelated with uh, some of our other experts, for example, the the people in the engineering school, they can find a better solution. And so the, the arrival and buildup of the medical school is going to have this, I think, incredible virtuous cycle where you have the researchers and clinicians in the medical school working hand in hand with people from pharmacy or nursing or engineering or computer science and I think the speed and cycle of innovation is just going to uh, really ramp up and uh, you'll find greater things coming out on a more regular basis from the university. I find it very interesting that, that translation from research to practice, because now you'll have not that the Dell Medical School doesn't already have some of that with the UT Health Austin Clinic, but but a direct line into major issues, whether it be community health, you know, applying data and AI to to community problems. It's a whole different ballgame. Dean Lucanetti, with the walk-up clinic, the UT Health Austin walk-up clinic, I think Del Med has been lauded for, you know, focusing on underserved communities as well. 
How does that goal of reaching underserved communities fit into the plan for the UT Austin Medical Center? It's an important part. And in many ways, the medical school was born out of that commitment and the dedication of this community and the taxpayers in that regard. We have a strong lens toward addressing and mission toward addressing health disparities and advancing healthcare for all. What does that mean? That means to be cognizant of our population, referred to as a safety net population, those 200% below the poverty limit. There are a number of programs from the medical school around homelessness care. There's a whole street medicine program led by Tim Mercer. There are important studies being done where you bring clinical trials out into the community to address some of the barriers. There's one right now uh, funded by the National Institute of Health led by Dr. Allison Cahill around pre-delivery care being done prior to deliver the baby and how that can be done and, and to advance and those that may not have access to some types of care. So overall, I think it's just important to underscore we have partnerships with Central Health, with Ascension Seton, with CUC, with Lone Star. These are part of our ecosystem. Those partnerships will continue. We will learn and work and partner together to serve the needs of our entire community. And again, that I'm serious when I mean that. (laughs) President Hartzell, if I could finish with you, you know, you have a background in finance, former dean of the Macomb School before becoming president of UT Austin. You know, give me your pitch for a Fortune 500, you know, healthcare company to move their headquarters here or to seriously consider the medical center and getting involved with, you know, there's other real estate over there as well. There's the innovation tower on the UT Austin campus. As you've put it already, but why do you think this can be kind of a new nexus for the future of healthcare education and business? One part of the pitch starts with, you know, these are all talent-driven businesses and you want to be where the talent wants to be. And um, if anything's been shown over the last 10 to 20 years, it's that talent wants to be in Austin, Texas. And so if you want access to talent, both to come from away, uh, but also maybe sometimes to return to Austin. And, you know, our university is part of that story. We produce, you know, in the range of, I think, twelve to 13,000 graduates a year. And they're really, really smart and talented and energetic. And many of them want to work in this space. So part one is access to talent. Part two, the business-friendly environment that is Texas. Things can happen here faster and more effectively. The state as a whole has been named as the top state for business for, for a long time running. So there's that piece of it. And then if you think about, again, where healthcare is going, you know, that Gretzky quote about skate to where the puck's headed, right? It's headed toward more and more of a technology-enabled, computing-heavy, data-driven field. And that fits Austin, Texas so very well, and in part because we think of the university, but just the talent base here. And so in some sense, it's an extension of the technology space into health and the extension of health into technology. And that intersection, I think is gonna be really powerful for innovation and delivering better care, better outcomes, better impact. And you know, what better place to make that happen than Austin, Texas. Well, President Hartzell, Dean Lucanetti, thank you so much for joining me on the ATX Ahead podcast. We look forward to seeing how this unfolds in the years ahead, a lot to come. Thanks for having us, Will. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure speaking with you. Yep. Thank you very much. ATX Ahead, presented by the Austin Business Journal, exploring the future of Austin and the challenges we face. Brought to you by Cascadia Capital, the investment bank of choice for business leaders, the business litigation law firm of Kane and Scarnulis, and by Trimbuilt Construction, building Austin since 1984.